0: This is The Business Machine. We talk with small business owners and entrepreneurs to get their advice on how they run their machines. These inspirational leaders share with us some of the tools they use to run their machines and talk about some of the mistakes they made along the way and what they learned. As business owners, we're all trying to fuel our machines, create a great team, and put tools in place so that eventually our machines will run themselves. So get ready. Up next, The Business Machine is firing up. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another exciting episode. As always, they're always exciting. Of The Business Machine, I'm Brian Town, host of The Business Machine podcast and CEO of Michigan Creative. We're glad to have you on the show, and we're really glad to have Taylor Welch on here. You know, we talked to his partner, Chris, earlier um, this week, and that's right before this podcast, and they're from Traffic and Funnels. And we really had a great discussion about Traffic and Funnels, and Taylor is here today. And Taylor is the co-founder of Traffic and Funnels, where they help entrepreneurs scale their business to six figures and beyond. Taylor's campaigns help several clients break the seven-figure mark, and he's consistently growing his clients' endeavors from scratch, sometimes to multiple six figures in just a few months. So, Taylor, what's happening, man?
1: Glad to be here, man. Fired yeah. up.
0: I know. You should be.
1: This is like my life dream to be on your podcast.
0: <laughs> you know, everybody says that. <laughs> I I don't know why I just don't shut down my other company and just do this.
1: Hey, it's because you're the man. <laughs> yeah, that's why.
0: So give me that sentence, man. Give me that, that somebody's, you know, where are you at? You're in North Carolina?
1: Chris is in Carolina. I'm in Tennessee. Oh, right. You're in Tennessee. Nashville.
0: Hey, so are you a Vols fan or are you a LSU fan?
1: I'm an right. LSU fan all the way. I was born in Louisiana, so I'm like repping my, my hometown that I grew up in.
0: So you know you're not going to like this, but I got half of my undergrad degree from the University of Alabama in Tuscaloosa, Roll Tide. Um so I know I know but listen to this let me keep going is that I also got my undergrad uh from Michigan State um where Nick Saban left and went to LSU and now he's at at University of Alabama so maybe we could talk about that later cuz you probably don't like me anymore I
1: it's okay my wife is actually from Alabama so Okay cool I've had to get over it like emotionally <laughs> yeah. you know and just get, see counseling because of our house is divided
0: you know it's so funny up here because at michigan state we loved antonio now so glad that he's here but uh you know you bring up you bring up alabama and and nick saban that was years ago and they still get really angry yeah yeah we're gonna i'm gonna all
1: my quotes are from nick saban today we just got to talk about him
0: oh that's perfect yeah that's a good idea so tell me what somebody comes up to you and uh says hey man what do you do what do you tell him
1: like anywhere, just at like at a bar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what do you
0: tell them? Just hey, what do you do for a living?
1: Oh man, Just tell them I do whatever I want, whenever <laughs> I want. Um, yeah, this is awesome because this is like hard for for us to explain. But I've been getting into telling people that I just do consulting recently. Yeah, I used to tell people I was in marketing, and they'd be like, "For who?" And it just caused a long conversation. But basically, they say, yeah, we uh, we do consulting and help client based businesses you know, produce the systems to get, get more clients.
0: So when you're on Facebook and we, you know, we're, we're on there a lot cause we do a lot of work for our clients. There seems to be a new expert or consultant on Facebook ads and Google ads and advertising every single day. How are you the expert that we should, that we should contact and how should we use you to help us do what you guys have done with your business?
1: That's, yeah, it's hilarious, right? How there's yeah. so many like high ticket coaches coming out of the, oh, yeah
0: the high ticket thing, man. That's a big deal right now.
1: <sighs> yeah, man. Um, dude, the thing is, is like, you know, we, Chris and I, like we both had like brick and mortar businesses. Uh, that's kind of how I got into marketing. We both worked as freelancers. Uh, we've done it for a, re- a really long time. And I think it's just like, there's a massive gap between like being able to do something and then like mastery level at it, yeah. you know? You can get good at something in like three weeks because of Google and you know you read a couple of books on it, but then that gap between being good and then being like you know achieving mastery status of your craft is going to take you a long long time. It's going to take some work It's going to take you probably wasting quite a bit of money doing it wrong. Um, so for us, like you know the big differentiating factor is like you know obviously results nothing can replace results for yeah. your clients. There's just no way to cover that gap. Um, we've got great results for our guys we've also been doing it a long time kind of seeing the ebbs and the flows and this is our kind of one thing now you know um i don't know if that answers your question
0: yeah it does man And and i don't want you to give us like the magic you know there's not just one thing that works but what do you see out there in the landscape with digital advertising and we get so many messages today you know you know we're still getting messages on TV and, and we're getting messages from the radio and from satellite and from Pandora and from Facebook Twitter Instagram Google AdWords there's all kinds of them man and so it's really difficult i think for advertisers and small businesses medium sized businesses to really get who is ready to be gotten you know what i mean like that person who needs to see that message at that time who is that how do you do that? And how are you guys teaching people? Because what I what I found with that when in talking to Chris yesterday that was cool is that you guys really don't market for other people anymore.
1: No, we let all we let all of our dumb few clients go. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: that's what he said.
1: Yeah, it <laughs> <laughs> was just too crazy, man. Too yeah, much work. I know and that's
0: where we are right now. Yeah.
1: I think it's like I split everything up in my head into like two two different categories. There's like there's the mechanical stuff, and that's like how to get behind Facebook, you know, power editor and how to use click funnels and uh, lead pages and all that stuff. And then there's like the strategy side, um, almost like your philosophy on business, how everything is going to run in your marketing. So there's like mechanics and there's strategy, right? And what we're seeing, and even with our clients and our own business, is that there's a shift where people are like so obsessed with the mechanics yeah. that. There's a big gap of people who like can get on top of that and and put the strategy together. And um, old school, you know, you had Ogilvy and the direct response days and where you could uh, really kind of just use interruption and pattern interrupts and things like that to really get people's attention. And we still do that with ads, but our main focus right now is really building the whole landscape, our whole relationship with, with customers and prospects. And I've told people this for a long time. Like, the only thing better than being able to interrupt someone's day is to be able to make yourself, like, expected and looked forward to. And so if, if we, like, send something out that gets into a spam filter on someone's email, we get emails. They're like, are you not sending an email today? <laughs> yeah, right. <sighs> Things like that. And that's like an email marketer's dream, you know. Um, but it's just because we're focusing a lot of our time not just on, like, the bait and switch and the hook and, like, getting someone to, to click something. We're actually trying to build a relationship with people. And it's just a different you know, philosophy, I think.
0: Well, one of the things I was noticing when I was looking at your guys' website over the last couple of days, um, You days, know, the things that really impressed me the most, and I can see it in their eyes, is some of the guys that were out there talking on some of the video testimonials that they did about what your program has done for them. And I think there was one guy, Bill, I think his name was, that I could see and feel, because we felt that way too. Like, man, running a small business is hard, especially in the marketing, and you know, it's a pretty saturated market. There's always that next person that can do something a little bit better. Um, and I could see it in his eyes. And he said, you know, man, we were at that breaking point um, until I found uh, what you guys do. And, and it really changed. And he stepped it up in a month and just destroyed it. So it's not a quick fix. Like, I can't just sign up for your program and then tomorrow I'm good. I've got to do the work. So talk about what that work is with you guys and how, how was that able to happen for that one that one testimonial which is one of many that are on your site
1: yeah so Chris and I like our our only like metric that we track once we take on a client is is uh, ROI and the speed to get them that ROI so you got all these people talking about uh, lead cost and uh, acquisition costs and things like that and we don't really care about most of that we do track it with our own business and Chris is kind of into the numbers and everything uh, but you know I would rather help my clients get leads for thirteen dollars, even though that might seem crazy. Yeah. If they're gonna pull in $130 per lead or $150 per lead. I would rather see them do that than, you know, get three dollar leads and pull in like six dollars a lead. You know, so we're really focused, like all of our metrics are focused on ROI. So when someone comes in, that's our main thing. It's like what's the fastest way to get you to a place where you can breathe. Because when people don't have money, it's like hard to make decisions. They just get emotional.
0: Yeah, and they know that they need to do it, but that's sometimes not enough.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so in creativity, like just the whole process of being able to write marketing, yep. you know, then put yourself out there. Like it all, it all requires bandwidth. And what we found is like, you know, if we can get someone an ROI here in the first two, three, four weeks, then uh, they're good. And that unlocks this level of creativity that unlocks bandwidth for them to where they can just put their focus behind just implementing the process. It's all about the process at the end of the day, you know?
0: Yeah, and I think that's what what we've learned over the last five years of owning this business is that it's all about the processes and everything that you can give a process to that you can repeat and duplicate and change, I think is important. But what we talked about uh, yesterday, a couple days ago with Chris too, is that sales is everything. I mean that's all that matters at this point i mean there's yes you have to have great leadership and yes you have to have great employees and and technology and equipment and know-how and all that other bs but really at the end of the day if you don't have sales nothing else really matters
1: yeah man it's 100 percent cash flow cash flow is what you know cash flow messes up more businesses than anything else yep
0: yep so give us that 10-year vision man i want to talk about this in two different ways but first Where do you think, give us that 10 years for traffic and funnels. What do you see? And and to me, uh, 10 years in technology is a lifetime, but where would you like to be in 10 years?
1: Yeah, I actually have no idea about 10 years. Um, I don't plan anything past three years. Um, I was reading an article actually a couple of days ago by Elon Musk, and he was talking about how anything past five years is like infinity.
0: Um, (laughs) Yeah, it is too.
1: I used to do the, I used to do it. Like I used to do the 10 year, 20 year, like life plan and stuff like that. Dude, there's just, there's too much of a disconnect between like what I don't know. And like what I need to do this morning. Like I, I like getting out of bed in the morning and knowing like, here are my three things to do today. Yeah. Um, with a 10 year plan, it's like, I just have no idea. I can't even imagine like 10 years ago, dude, I was in high school. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Uh, so it's too much changes, but you know, my three-year plan is like, you know, we're, we're working right now to get our business to be able to scale to uh, $10 million a year um, over the next 12 months. And so we're kind of making decisions now based on that vision. Um, and then we want to obviously make that stable, remove ourselves as much as we can without um, sacrificing the results we're producing for our clients. So right now, like everything on my like life map is really attached to twelve to twenty-four months. Yeah.
0: Now I know we can't predict the future here with technology, so I want to talk about though, you know right now Facebook is hot, Google AdWords hot, Instagram, Twitter. Those are the kind of the big boys. Um, but you know what's not going to change. You know, t- social media is going to change. We're going to have something else that we can do. Videos hot right now, and it's probably always going to be at least for the next few years. Um, but twitter and instagram just allowed us to do video you know here in the last six months yes. so it's like come on really like video i've been in video business for 20 years and now i can just upload more than 60 seconds on instagram where are you guys at i mean it has to be a bandwidth issue storage i don't know but so we're you know although video's been around for a while it's like well wait a minute twitter just allowed you to direct upload this year so video's gonna be around for a bit but What's not going to change what you know let's go back to the basics of advertising. What do you guys always see is that, hey, no matter where we're doing it, no matter what platform it's on, no matter if it's video or if it's Facebook, what always has to be consistent
1: um so I'll give you two things I think, like one is more like marketing related, kind of maybe mechanical, and the other is like the, the high level strategy um right now, there are like way too many people that they're in business right now to like turn a profit,, yeah. and I know that that's like. Some people might say, "Well, that is the point of business," and really, the way we see it, it's not. It's really a byproduct of being in the right business and doing business the right way. Uh, but it's not necessarily the target. So I think something that's really never going to change is being able to um, communicate effectively in your marketing that your number one goal is your customer. Yeah. Authenticity, being transparent. Um, you got these people who are like saying they make this amount of money and that amount of money and. Uh, blah 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 but at the end of the day if, if people on the other side of the screen don't know that that this person has my best interest in, at heart and it sounds like I'm being totally cheesy but dude, I'm telling you firsthand like we tell so many people no like people that would give us money like I could get their credit card but I just don't feel like it's best for them. I don't feel like it happened yesterday, did one this morning happens every single day and uh, because of that, I feel like that just bleeds into our marketing, bleeds into our content, bleeds into our our copy. And uh, that's never going away, dude. Like people are always going to want to be treated the right way, you know?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, we had to say, no, finally, I, we're not a hundred percent there, but we were taking everything for anything when we first started, but, which I, yeah. not, but now I see that was a mistake. Like we really should have took that high price client instead and kept our prices high. And we didn't do that. If I could go back again and do that, I would do that again. I wouldn't do that. I would, I would definitely take the right type of clients for the right amount, but now we're starting to get it that we're starting not overpriced, I guess, but we're trying to really know what we're worth and what we think it's worth. And we can only operate if the client is willing to pay that amount and we can't operate if not. And, and it's so right. true. People are always like, well, it's just hours of of your people's time. So you could just take those off. It doesn't really matter Or let's trade. And that's a terrible word. I hate the word trade. Um, and so we finally learned that lesson. Um, but it takes time. I mean, there's lots of lessons and mistakes that we've made along the way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally.
0: Hey, man, I love your tenants, the, the top ten in there, the top ten tenants for business there. If you guys haven't seen those out there or our listeners at Traffic and Funnels, go there, read the blog. And they have a blog on there that talks about their top ten life and business tenants. And we talked about this with Chris a little bit, but I like this one and I want to talk to you about it. We talked about uh, cash flow and I can't emphasize that enough, but talk about train yourself to enjoy the ruts because <laughs> I tell you, man, this is. I was an educator before this uh, business, Michigan Creative, for seventeen years. I taught video and film, and just decided to start a small business, (laughs) which I I think I'm okay with now. But uh, it's been the hardest thing I've ever done, and those ruts are tough. So, what do you mean by enjoy the ruts?
1: Yeah, that's a big one. It's it's first of all, you know, it starts on the premise that you can actually change yourself. You can train yourself to behave. And believe a certain way. Um, I don't know if you've read the book. Uh, have you read psycho Cybernetics?
0: No. Somebody else told me to read that. I should read that.
1: Yeah. So I picked it up last night, even just off my bookshelf, and read you know a couple of the highlights that I have in the book. And um, it, it's an amazing book. You got to read it. Anyone listening, pick it up on Amazon. It's a classic. But um, you know, when I was starting getting my you know my journey getting into entrepreneurship, it was like the hardest thing in the world. Yeah. And sometimes people. You know, we make the mistake as human beings of, like, comparing ourselves to other people and, like, wondering why, like, that person can make this money and that person can do this and we can't. But we, you know, people aren't broadcasting, like, the dark moments of despair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh,
0: we're almost bankrupt. Yeah. yeah, none of that's on Snapchat,
1: you know? <laughs> so, you know, Chris and I is, like, even now we have we have kind of, like, ruts and things we go through and Facebook is, is like, constantly changing stuff and, Yeah. Uh, and, th- and that hurts like we lose money all the time sure. from technology breaking or like right now we're we hired five staff last month. We're training them um, and teaching them how to make decisions. And, you know, you're going to go through these ebbs and flows, but like not everybody is going to actually make it through. The, the ruts are kind of like a, a barrier that separate those who have achieved mastery from those who are like they don't want it bad enough and they're going to give up and go get a job. Yeah, right. And so every time we go through a rut, I'm, I'm, I've kind of developed a perspective of like I'm kind of excited because uh, when we get out the other side, there's going to be less competition. We're going to have more uh, sophistication in what we do. It's going to improve our skills. Um, it's kind of like the pain you feel like after going to the gym, and it just feels amazing. You know, it's like the best hurt in the world. Um, that's kind of the way that we feel about the ruts, and uh, we just have made a commitment that. We're going to push through. We're not going to give up. We're not going to complain. We're not going to like talk about it. You know, we're just going to fix it. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, no, it does. And and I think we all do that, too. And, and those ruts, I think one of the things that has helped us a little bit is to remember a little bit when we get in those ruts. And I have to be careful because if we don't get a client or if we don't do this, and I'm like, oh, of course, they went with somebody else because they got to be better than us. But that absolutely doesn't do any good. And I think one of the things that uh, my video production manager, Jessica, said to us, we were kind of talking about, yeah, you know, this is hard, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, we got to remember how far you've come. Yeah. And, and, and it's like you can't forget you know, all the things that are good. And I think just having that moment every day to be like, all right, what's good today? And right. sometimes that's enough. Yeah, I I like what you talk about the red zone and the red zone in your in in your business as you're thinking it And I think that's the worst thing that entrepreneurs and and business owners have And I want to try to get at this working on your business instead of in it a little bit because i've heard it I've said it. You know, we don't do it very well here How do we do that? You know, we've got 1000 things going on all small business owners do at any given time How do we work on that business?
1: Yeah, so This is great because this is definitely like something that we talk about all the time with, you know, in our marketing even and with our clients, but um, you got to identify like, I I think there are two activities, if you can't already tell, like my brain is split up logically into like putting things in categories. (laughs) But uh, there's the activities that are like direct ROI. There's a revenue attached to that activity, right? And that's things like me getting on strategy calls or recording a new webinar. Yep. Like there's going to be dollar bills coming in because of that activity. Um, and then there are things that I do that aren't necessarily attached to an immediate ROI, but I become somebody different by doing that thing that it's worth it, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, talk about that, what is that thing? I mean, I, I think I know where you're going with this, so if you if you do that one thing, you're different.
1: Yeah, so an example would be like um, my morning formula, or like, yeah, good. Uh, the things that the things that I do in the morning. So I read through like my goals. It's got my one year, my three year vision, and um, I, if I'm not, if I leave it up to myself, I'm gonna wake up one morning and I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> I'm gonna wake up another morning and be ecstatic. Sure. And the results that I produce in my business are gonna go up and down and up and down based on how I feel. You know what I mean? But when I kind of go through this process, like for example, my morning formula. I read my goals. I read a couple of tenets that I want to live my life by. I become the same person by the time I get to the office every single morning.
0: Yeah. I like that a lot. That, you know, and I was doing it for a bit. I was meditating 10 minutes in the morning, nothing weird. It was just this little app that I have on my phone, And, and it makes all the difference in the world. And I think what happens is immediately when you get up, one of the things that we found in talking to some of our CEOs is that the first thing that they were doing is they were looking at their phone. Mm. and I I, and I was doing that too and I can't tell you that's probably the worst thing you could do because what was happening is before these guys and before I would even get up um, out of bed and get in the shower I would see an email or two of something that I thought I had to do or I did or a client was mad or we didn't get this or whatever and right there from 630 in the morning while I'm drinking coffee getting in the shower and heading to work all I'm thinking about is all those things
1: yeah yeah, that's the worst thing you can do. Yeah, I know, I know. It's absolutely the worst. But it's yeah. addicting, right? It's oh, yeah. so addicting.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like that, having that habit forming in the morning and an actual routine. And it doesn't take long. It's not like you have to spend three hours in the morning reading over the scripture or something. So
1: No, it takes me, literally, it takes me 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, but, like, going back to working in your business versus working on your business, yeah. um, you know, based upon those two categories, like, uh, you know, the things that are attached to ROI, like, I have to know what those are. And the problem I see with so many people, you know, whether it's you're trying to get clients or you're trying to launch a new product, is like you have this decision fatigue that kicks in because the, you don't really know what's an ROI. I was talking with Chris this morning, like, you know, everything in our business is sequential. We can't solve every problem at the same time. We have to solve the most important problem first, and then we get to the next problem, and then we can solve the next problem. And there's a quote by, um, I forget who wrote this. Uh, the one thing, yeah, in the book, yeah. he's like, you know, uh, what's what's the one thing that by doing this and solving this problem makes everything in your business easier or unnecessary altogether? Yeah, and that's such a good question because if you can spend some time doing that, then it's that's working on your business. Like just knowing what problems to solve versus solving problems,
0: and then really knowing what what does give you ROI? Cause I, I, I think we find sometimes that we have clients that are, they're doing some Facebook ads once in a while and they'll do this cause they need to do this and they'll do some AdWords, but does that actually work? And is that bringing money? And they don't really know. Yeah, because exactly. if, cause if it is, if you're doing Google AdWords and you're spending a thousand dollars a month and you're getting $10,000 a month within work, then you probably should keep doing that.
1: Yeah. yeah you gotta have thinking time. You gotta have like, output time. we are yeah. actually doing the things that you decided to do when you were thinking. And then you also have to have like, what well, I call these in my calendar block times, which is like me going to the gym yeah. or me uh, drinking coffee and doing my morning r- ritual in the morning. And all of those three things together is what really produces high performance. You can't just have output all the time or you'll kill yourself, you know?
0: Yeah. And that uh, ex- exercise is super important.
1: Exercise is amazing. I, I train twice a day. Because, and it's not because I want to be super ripped, but I'm like way more ripped than Chris is. All right. I'll tell you that. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) it's because of mental, dude. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. when I get up in the morning and I'm just pushing like eight, nine hours, I gotta, I gotta train, but I gotta train in the morning so I can, you know, it's like I I put them as bookends in my day so that when I go home with my wife at night, I'm not, you know, yelling at her and stuff like it just kind of caps my day off.
0: Yeah, there's nothing but like I was. We went we went up north and then uh, on the river and camping with our kids and stuff too. And we were super tired Sunday, but man, I got up at five. I think five thirty and went to the gym, had my workout at six thirty to seven thirty, and then man, I got my Monday. I was no problem. Yeah, dude,
1: it's amazing. It's like a reset
0: switch for your yeah. brain. Yeah. This episode of The Business Machine is sponsored by the one and only Michigan Creative. That's right, Michigan Creative sponsors this Business Machine podcast for now. So if you have other sponsors that would be willing to sponsor our little Business Machine podcast, it's a great resource for business owners across the globe. And this one is sponsored by us here at Michigan Creative. Michigan Creative is a full-service marketing and design firm in Lansing, Michigan. We provide mobile-friendly websites, digital marketing, video production, branding, graphic design, and much, much more. So we'd love to work with you uh, wherever you are, and we really just wanna talk to you. So if you wanna just talk to us here at Michigan Creative, you can call me, my cell phone is 517-899-4533, or just visit michigancreative.com. All right, back to the show. All right, man, so we talked about how you keep your machine running. How are you and what are you and Chris doing right now to make sure that the machine of traffic and funnels um is running when you're not there or when you guys train these people that you want to have replace you cuz Chris said you have got a couple of people that are trying to replace you a little bit what are you guys doing to make sure that when you're actually away that it's still happening exactly and with as most as much passion if possible that you guys would run it
1: yeah we have we have a lot of leverage in our business right now I wouldn't say that it's like 100% automated cuz when we when we 100% step away like if both of us are gone at the same time yeah Where we are right now, it does drop a little bit. That's why we're hiring some people, and I've got some guys that I'm trying to like get to where they can take the calendar. And Chris has got someone who can take the the ads and things like that. But uh, we've put a lot of time behind like just creating leverage. So it's not it's not the same thing as automation, but it's the next best thing. Um, And so like you know, one hour of work for us will produce like four hours of output for someone else without the same leverage. So we have systems doing a lot of the work, a lot of the lower level activities for us, um, screening applications, uh, producing leads in the first place. Um, you know, We've got automation in our funnels where we're tracking behavior, all of these different things. And uh, we just have kind of systems for like, if this happens, this is the decision. If this happens, then that's the decision. And we really only have to get involved for like what a, basically what a system can't do. So like if yep. a human being has to make a decision, that's where we get involved.
0: All right, let's talk about mistakes a little bit because we focus on this, you know, because we we don't even see them as mistakes here because all the mistakes that we've made in business over the last five years and we'll continue to make are all things that we've learned and fine-tuned our business. And that's kind of why I started this this podcast is to really hear stories from people that have made mistakes. So what's one thing that you guys did or what that you did that you would definitely tell business owners not to do?
1: Yeah, we definitely waited too long to hire people. Really. Uh we were like we wanted to be really lean and um I don't think Chris or I knew like what's what normal profit percentage is for businesses. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz we just waited too long, man. Like, you know, uh our profit ratio like after we paid ourselves and ads and everything was like 82%. Yeah, that's a little high. <laughs> really high. <laughs> um, and so like what, what ended up happening is like, you know, we kind of stalled out on our growth just because like we couldn't, even with the insane amount of leverage that we had in our business, you know, once you get up to that, like 150,000, $180,000 range, like you can't really, it was hard for us to like get, it's hard for us to get past one fifty yeah in a month because we just, we're not going to work 80 hours a week. Sure. And so, um, we waited too long like that was a mistake. We should have done that sooner. Um, but, you know, we're working on that right now. I don't know. I mean, there are, I made so many mistakes dude. I can just go down a list. If you want to know everything I did wrong,
0: no, no man, that's cool. What, what do you have to work on personally? What's one of your things that you always have to keep yourself in check? Chris gave me a whole list of your biggest faults, but I won't go over that. <laughs> oh, it's man, long. Dude, dude, it's long
1: that you should get both of us on the podcast at the same time because he'll be totally different. He'll just defer to me because I'm a leader <laughs> of the leader Oh, all right. Cool. All right. <laughs> no, nah, man. Dude, I love talking about our mistakes because we're like normal people. Yeah, I, I know. Mean, yeah, yeah. I can tell. Yeah. Every yeah, – I just – everyone looks at business owners and they're like – there's just a little bit of an unhealthy like idolatry with successful <laughs> business people. But yeah, like – Yeah, there is. Man, I, I've made a ton of mistakes and like right now – Looking back, just I can tell you in the last six months, seven months, like, um, one thing I really have to work on is not being like emotionally driven by the ebbs and flows. Yeah. Um, even though I know like train yourself to love the rut, you know, I still have to work on that. And, and sometimes like business owners do one of two things they either feel so good about the results that they had last month that it starts, they, you know, they get a little bit too taken too much credit for it, and then they start slowing down and making bad decisions right? or they take too much credit for things not working the way that they should and they start just beating themselves up and like self-sabotaging. That's easy.
0: That's an easy path to go down.
1: Easy. One of the things like – this is so funny because I just picked the book up last night with Psycho-Cybernetics. He was talking about when he was asking um, this professional wide receiver, what's the number one secret you could tell anyone who is wanting to be good at something? And the guy said, a really short memory. (laughs) <laughs> I love that. So yeah. forget when you drop the ball and forget when you catch the ball. Yeah. Because if you have if you're just killing it, you have an amazing month. Say August is the best month of your life. You, you know, you just take home so much money. If you hang on to that, then you'll just sabotage your momentum. You'll you'll slow yourself down and bring yourself down to a level that you're comfortable with. Um and same if you screw the month up. And so the hardest thing for me is Chris is so even-killed. He just is not emotional at all. <laughs> He just is like a robot. (laughs) I don't even know if he's a person.
0: I'm not sure.
1: Yeah. We don't know. Jury's out on that. But I'm super emotional, dude. And so if I get into a rut, it's really important for me to like watch myself and make sure I'm journaling about and I'm I sound so dumb saying this, but it's like I got to pick myself out of it, you know, to make emotional decisions.
0: When I think real, I don't, I don't think it sounds dumb. I think, you know, and that's one of the things when I started this podcast, too, is like I was starting to say things like if I don't meditate, then I get down on myself. And it sounded weird. I'm like, who is this guy? You know, I'm like, I'm manly. What, what the hell? Yeah. yeah. You know, I like football. And, uh, you know, but then. More and more that I would say it, people are like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I talk about this lonely place where we are and we're all on this lonely little island called the CEO Island or the Entrepreneur Island. And, you know, it's a very lonely place because no one really gets it. You know, no one really gets it. You you can't really share some of your worries with people that are really closest to you sometimes, like your employees. And so it's a crazy, crazy, maddening uh, way to run. But you have to do these things exercise meditate if if that's good for you i love you know the journaling aspect that you talked about to keep yourself sane otherwise i think you just you would i don't think you'd make it
1: yeah just take it day by day nick saban has an actual great quote um nice that i've got printed out and he's talking about he's talking to his players about don't worry about the game so the goal is not to win the game don't worry about the quarter worry about winning the play because if you can win every play, you stack enough of those plays up together, you'll win the game, and yeah. then you'll win the championship. I like and so for me, it's like I'm taking – got to remind myself sometimes it's a day-by-day thing. Like, did I perform at my absolute best today? And if not, chalk it up to a bad day and start over brand new tomorrow. Forget about the day before and win at the process. and Everything else will come into place.
0: Yeah, I like that, Taylor, man. I, I like that. Win the play. Win the play. Hey everybody, this week's episode is also sponsored by Freshwater Apparel. Check out freshwaterapparel.com, that's freshwaterapparel.com, and check out their spring collection of t-shirts, and soon beanies are going to be on the way. We love these guys over at Freshwater, it's a Midwest clothing company, and they make all their products in Lansing, Michigan, and the shirts are 100% made in america so you can't beat that so if you love fresh water like we do here at michigan creative you should definitely check out their site lots more coming but right now they have t-shirts and tanks for both men and women like i said before beanies are coming stickers all that stuff so check out freshwaterapparel.com and get fresh back to the show So talk about work-life balance. You talked about it a little bit. I hate that word. I hate that phrase. I say it every time on the podcast. But you talked about the workouts bookending your day, too. But, you know, you and I could work all the time and our brains really never shut off. And how do you make sure that when you go home after your workout and you're actually there, but you're really there for your wife and your family, what are some things that you do to, to, you know, draw that line in the sand and say, all right, man, I'm here?
1: Yeah. Um, I rate myself uh, every day based on like how I'm feeling. So I have this thing I do at the end of the day. Uh, and this might not seem like it's answering the question, but I'm going to tie it back around. All right, we'll wait. Um, I'm going to tie, I'm going to tie it all together. Bring it around. Right here. So like I rate myself like on a scale of one to 10, how am I feeling emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, and balance. It's the last thing. And you know, some days I'm like an eight on everything. And some days I'm like a one on everything. And based upon like, how I'm rating myself at the end of the day, I know that I need to change kind of the pace of life that I'm at. Um, To be honest, sometimes I go to the gym at the end of the day just so I can get another three hours to work. (laughs) Sometimes it's like I got to get stuff done. I think balance is like you're never really going to have it
0: Uh,
1: Um, but it's just going to pendulum swing kind of from one side to the other. It's like me and my wife, we're going on vacation next week. Um, We're going to be at the beach. It's going to be amazing. And Chris is going to do way more work than I am, but right now, before that that period comes up, you know, I'm putting in you know 10, 11 hours a day, and so usually I'm just not I'm not as much trying to manage the balance. I'm trying to manage the collateral damage of that, and kind of make sure that you know if my relationship rating or my balance rating gets below like a two or a three, yeah, yeah. and I notice that, then tomorrow I need to maybe book an hour in the morning to just spend time with my wife. Um, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. That's interesting. Now, are you able to do that? I mean, does that something you have to do every day?
1: Like book out an hour in the morning? Yeah. every
0: day? No, 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 no. Like rate yourself. Are you, I mean, are you that oh,
1: tuned in every, every single day, dude, wow. every yeah. single day at night? Yeah.
0: That's interesting because you know, I think it's so important. And we have read this too, that to think about your employees, And one of the things that's important is to teach them those type of skills, too, because to work with people like you and I and to Chris and and Chris, it's different, you know, to work with us and the type of people that we are. Not that we're crazy or bad, whatever, but, you know, our expectations are, are a little bit higher. Plus, you know, we're doing 100 million things at any given time. But we also have to remember that they have things that have gone in their day that they may not be at a six or a 10. They may be at a two. Um, yeah so how do you do that how, how do you you know I think we both know how to get good employees um, and I think we can find them and we've had pretty good success doing that but how do you keep them happy I don't even wanna say happy that's kind of dumb but how do you make them as passionate as you are if you can and how do you teach them the tools that you do will actually work for them to be able to work in your company
1: yes yeah, great question um, for one like we're pretty hardcore about screening them on the front end. It's like you know and everybody's read you know uh, good to great and getting the right people on the bus and then once you get them on the bus get them in the right seats right. Um, So our biggest thing even today is like I just made up a position for someone actually last month that I was like this person's a great person I don't have anything for him but I I made something up because I want to get him on board and then, but I know right now he's not in the right position. Really? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I could just feel it and the way he kind of viewed our business, but, um, a couple of like mechanical things, just like getting them excited. Like right now, the, one of the first things I'm having to do, having one of my new assistants do is actually go interview past successful clients. And, um, it's good for us because we're getting some great marketing material, sure. but it's also really good for her because she's brand new to us and she's basically hearing clients tear up and be like, they changed my life. It's amazing. And I can just tell, like, it's lighting her up. She's, like, getting excited, you know. Um, And I didn't even do that on purpose. I just needed some new marketing stuff. But, you know, that's something I'm actually going to put through all my sales guys. Yeah, I like it. Have them watch all that and any future employees we hire, like, so that we can connect them within, like, look, at the end of the day, it's not just, we're not just punching metrics on a spreadsheet. We're actually... You know, helping people put their lives back together. Uh, We're helping people get out of their jobs if they want to work for themselves. There's a deeper layer, there's this undercurrent of what we do and I want them to connect in with that. But also like I'm having, you know, all of the employees that kind of do a direct report to me, I have an attractive hours. Um, They're paid on salary, but I'm letting them know, look, if, if you get past 40, 45 hours a week consistently, there is a infrastructure issue. Um, and we need to hire someone else, you know, so kind of teaching them to think that way.
0: Yeah. And it's not necessary, you know, and they may be doing things, you know, at that point, let's say it's six months down the road that they don't need to be doing. That's inefficient too. And maybe that you could help them do that rather than working that extra 10 hours after work. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, Chris talked about purpose driven business a little bit, and we've talked to a lot of people uh, uh, about that. And, and as we're starting to do good, and as you guys are starting to grow, you know, it's not all about making money, and you've said that. Um, so, how do we do that, I think, as business owners? How can we give back, and how can we make sure that, you know, what we're doing today? And, and you can't do it if you don't have cash flow, you can't do it if you don't have sales. I don't think you should even think about it. But what are you guys doing or thinking about doing to make sure that? What you're doing here is is more than just, you know, you're more than just making money and running a business.
1: Yeah. There's a book called um, uh, The Happiness Advantage. You ever yep. heard of that? Yep, yep. So he talks about this. One of the best things you can do for your own, like your own satisfaction and fulfillment and happiness is to actually give and help other people. Um, so this isn't even, I'm just, you know, we give basically um, – Ten or twelve percent—I don't remember how much of it is how much we give—but it's like ten percent around there of all of our monthly income to uh, a couple different organizations. So, like a widows and orphans organization, um, like a homeless organization. We're constantly like to the level that our business generates on a profit scale. We're sitting a percentage of it back out, and uh, dude, it's amazing because it just makes what you do so much more fulfilling. Right. And I don't know, I didn't even know if there's anything else to say to that. It's just like, you should definitely do it (laughs) (laughs) because it makes you, it just makes you have more of a connection with why you're here, you know?
0: So what's, so let's, let's frame it this way at the end of the day, end of the day today, you're done with your workout. What makes you go, man, that's, I'm glad I'm, I'm where I'm doing what I should be doing. And I'm glad I'm where I, you know, that's the thing we always ask when I do interviews on, uh, within video and interviewing business owners is we always try to ask that question. Like what makes you go at the end of the day, any day, good day, bad day going, you know, it's kind of like that aha moment you have as an educator is when you see a student, uh, get it, or you see an employee get it and really shine. That's good. I love that. That's what I like. Wh- what do you like? What makes you go, man, I'm in the right place.
1: Um, well, I do my end of day review. And a lot of times, that's what kind of sinks me back in. Yeah. So I come off work like really hot. Like my brain is a million miles an hour, and I'm even like, you know, doing the stair stepper at the gym, and I'm just like solving problems in my head. Yeah, it's you
0: know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't turn it off. I know. Um, and then, you know, when I when I do my end of day review, that's a good place for me, and I have it written at the top of my journal. It's like, uh, remember. To compare where you've come from, not just where you're wanting to get to. Cause we're almost never, that would be honest, dude, we're almost never at the place where it's like, dude, we are right on pace with our goals this month. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think then that, that's scary. If you get there, it's like, you better look at something.
1: Yeah. Then you're just thinking way too small. Yeah. Cause so every time happy. we hit a goal, we like double it. And so if you constantly are just like measuring your success based on whether you're on pace to hit your goals, dude, you're gonna be the most miserable person, angry, been out of shape all the time. Yeah. Um, but when you kind of look backwards and you realize, you know, a year ago, this is what I was doing and you can compare backwards, it's going to give you a sense of like satisfaction and fulfillment. And, uh, so I do that at night even. Cool. With just my kind of end of day review. End of day review is amazing, dude. Everybody listening should do an end of day review.
0: Give me a process quick. How do you do it?
1: I rate myself. I list out what I did for the day. I answer one question, was this in line with my goals what if for it says, the next What if it says no? Days?
0: What if that answer is no?
1: It's no all the time. Probably 50% of the time it's Okay. No. And that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. It just means that I got to freaking get it together tomorrow. <laughs> um, and then I list out what are my my objectives for tomorrow and is there anything that like random just that I'm thinking about. Yeah. And so like I'll give you an example of like the past couple nights. I'm focused right now really heavily on getting our organic stuff kind of in line because we've grown so fast that we don't even know what to do like we're just basically just now putting together like our funnels and our organic stuff to be somewhat congruent got it everything's grown straight from paid traffic and so you know a couple nights this week like it's been like (laughs) have what i did what i do today like in line with my no it wasn't it's like just got to grow up and I'm li- listing all my priorities for the next day. But if you can't really keep score, if you're not confident enough as a person like to keep score, then you'll never achieve what you want to achieve. You know, Better to answer yeah. no and to know that than to not know whether it's yes or no at all.
0: Right. So you got to ask yourself those hard questions, I think. Yep. All right, man, give me a quote besides the Nick Saban one, which I love. You can throw another one out there if you don't if that's all you have. But give me another quote, man. No,
1: nah, dude, I have so many quotes, like the way that I read books and put them in Evernote and kind of yeah. how I organize them. Like I have so many favorite quotes, but uh, one of them that I've been thinking about a while is a guy by a guy named Herbert uh, Proshnow. He said, the fellow who never makes a mistake takes his orders from the one who does.
0: <laughs> man, I haven't heard that. That's brilliant. Boom. <laughs> that was
1: better than Chris's quote, wasn't it?
0: Oh, man. Yeah. Chris is – I think his was like out of a like a – I don't know, some little book or kindergarten. It's probably I can't an old Disney movie. Yeah, it was. It was like Lion King or something. I like it. he four kids, five kids. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was great. I, you know, I like that a lot and, and takes his orders from somebody that makes a ton of mistakes. Got to make
1: mistakes, man. Fail so, forward.
0: I'm doing all right then because I'm that guy. You're killing it, man. <laughs> <laughs> what about a book? You've said a bunch. Give me another one that I'm going to read more. Than the first twenty-seven pages of.
1: My favorite book of all time, all time, is a book by Ken McCarthy, the System Club Letters.
0: Huh? Never heard that.
1: It's really, really good, dude. Ken McCarthy's—he uh, like invented internet marketing. He was around. He was like the first person to use video in marketing. Really? Ever? Ever? Yeah. Dude is just really wise. He's uh, got a lot of philosophy in his business books and his business training. But the System Club Letters is a great mix of marketing, copywriting video and also like how to think like a business person that's going to be around for a long time
0: i love it never heard that what about you man if you could meet and have dinner with anybody any business owner who do you think it would be
1: definitely nick saban really without without a doubt
0: i would love that you got to call me if that happens
1: i totally will he's the guy dude that i would dude i would freak out if i saw him in public
0: yeah, he was down here. We saw him a couple of times because we went to a couple of things when he was at Michigan State. But, you know, I just think what he's done at Alabama and kind of when he comes there and what he has and what he brings, I mean, he, you know, he's a champion. You don't, I don't know how else to say it is that you can't have that kind of success without really having something special.
1: No, he's created a process for winning championships. Yep. And it's the same in business. Like, so, like, anytime you can get that strategic, I feel like he's probably the most granular coach out there right now where he knows like if you push this lever it's going to produce this results and you know so forth and so on so i think like even him how you can learn so much from him even though he's a football coach that will impact your business yeah
0: yeah and i, I use some of his quotes in the last book that he wrote in a couple of courses that i teach and just throw some quotes out there because they can totally apply uh to business especially the way that he does it
1: oh yeah he's the man
0: <laughs> give me an app or software that you use that you just can't live without um can I give you two? Oh, sure.
1: First of all, Google Drive, like I have to say Google Drive because our whole business runs off of it. Yep. Um, but a different app that I've been using recently, I have a lot of training. It's in like MP3 format, video format, whatever. I put it in Google Drive and on my phone I have this app called Cloud Beats.
0: Hmm.
1: It's like a buck ninety nine or something. Yeah, yeah. And I can actually take all of my you know, I have 120 gigs of training in Google Drive right now. I can take it all, put it into playlist, and listen to them, whether on planes or riding in the car. Old stuff, new stuff. So CloudBeats is amazing. I listen to all my training on my phone.
0: Huh. Yeah, because otherwise you got to look at it, download it, see if that's the right one. It's not really organized. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, or you got to listen to it on your computer. It's like, I'm too mobile for that.
0: Yeah, who does that? I'm,
1: I'm listening to training while I'm at the gym, yep. driving on the way to work. It's just a great app.
0: All right, man, before we get to the last question, uh, how do we best get in touch with you? Obviously, your website, trafficandfunnels.com. What else? What's the best way to really kind of test this out and see if it works?
1: Yeah, so you can, you know, anybody can hop into, uh, you know, our big hook is like we don't have a lot of complicated marketing. We just have one main funnel, and that produces kind of all that we do. So you can hop into that. It's trafficandfunnels.com slash client funnels. That's yeah. like a real life client acquisition funnel. If you're a service provider or whatever, and you want to see how it's done. Um, and then obviously Facebook, facebook.com slash Taylor A. Welch. Um, email, all of the above. Hop yeah. into one of our funnels though. Yeah, and, uh, I will. Any of those emails, anybody that replies goes straight to me. I'm like emailing everybody that comes through. I'm an email machine.
0: <laughs> all right, man. Last question. It's a big one. What do you think? That Taylor's legacy, or what do you hope your legacy is going to be?
1: That's a good question. That's a massive
0: question. It is. It's huge.
1: Um, man, I, I want people to, I just want people to like be different because of us. I want to be changed by us. I don't want to show up and make a bunch of money and then we just like padded our own bank account. Yeah. You know? Um, we actually got a message the other day by, from an, an older client and she, um, her main goal when she started working with us was to get consistency. She worked with clients in her income so she could have a baby with her husband. Wow. She felt like she was too up and down and um, we helped her do that and she sent me a message she's 12 weeks pregnant and I like almost started crying. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, you're kidding me, like that's bigger than money, you know, like that's her dream. And I want people to, I just want people to be different because we were around. You know, um, I want to impact more people than just the people we reach through Facebook ads. I just want to help people achieve more than just their financial goals, Um, because financial really is a scoreboard. It's all that it is. Like the money you make is a is a number on the board that reflects the quality of your decisions. And so, if we can kind of help people get that area of their life straightened out, it's going to bleed back into everything else. You know, that might not be a great answer, but that's kind of what comes to mind right now. It's like, I just want people to be different because they interact with us.
0: Yeah, I think it's a great answer, Taylor. I think and I think you're doing that just from watching the testimonials that I've watched so far. So anything else you want to share with the audience before you go, man?
1: Enjoy the ruts.
0: Yeah, I love it. You got it. You got to remember that. All right, brother. Thanks a lot. I really enjoyed talking to you way much more than I enjoy talking to Chris. <laughs> Uh, he's going to hate this episode, but that's all right. But, uh, but I really liked it, man. And I love what you guys are doing and we're definitely going to fill out some of those funnels and check it out. Um, and I advise all of us too. So I really appreciate your time today. Um, and I enjoyed this episode.
1: Thanks for letting me on.
0: Again, that was Taylor Welch from Traffic and Funnels. Just a great guy doing some amazing things and helping people be different, helping people change, helping people become better, both financially and emotionally, using their strategies through business and actually teaching. They're more like educators than they are marketers now. So check them out, Traffic and Funnels, and check us out at michigancreative.com and businessmachine.show. Remember, everybody, a great leader makes everyone around him or her better than they are. Thanks, guys. I'll see you later.